this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Quarantine, Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name is Amino Hassan. I'm joined by Black Trey, Big Waz, John Gervais, as always, Rob Lopez on production. Uh, we got a fun show today, guys. I'm, I'm excited for this one. Um, before we get into IG Live, has it jumped the shark? Let's start with the documentary that rocked the sporting world at least the basketball world last week um and featured none other than your boy on a tv screen while people was getting hit up with the with the bribery (laughs) we're talking about the hbo documentary the scheme hey how did you feel about that? Because I think I was the first person to send that to the chat, like, yo, it means on the screen, bro. So so Henry Abbott got a screener like a week before, and he sent me the screenshot and, and with no comment. He just said, You're on HBO. I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I didn't even know that people were pixelated. I was like, why does it say like the names but I can't see anybody's faces? Is this, you know, I I couldn't understand. And then 
I got on the phone with him. He's like, no, no, this documentary is coming out next week and you're in it. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it, it speaks to the power of ESPN, man. Like, people just be having it on TV. <laughs> like, like, hey, people are coming over. All right, turn on the TV. What do you turn on? You don't leave it on TBS or, or HGTV. You put it on ESPN. And so even as I do, like, those sports center hits, which is what that was, that was a sports center hit. I have no idea what I was talking about. And in my mind, I'm always like, no one's watching this shit. And lo and behold, like, there I am, man, being watched. Uh, got a lot of text messages about it. That was kind of fun. But uh, the story, guys, um, not as fun for Christian Dawkins. Right. Uh, I, like, so, so let's start here. Like, show of hands, how many of y'all knew this story before watching this documentary? I only read, I, I remember reading Dan Wetzel's sort of coverage of it at the time. Um, but I, I don't I don't want to say I was fully emerged in, in immersed excuse me in in the doc in, in the story at the time like once I figured out like all right they're not gonna get Bill Self or Coach K or Roy Williams I was like this thing doesn't have my attention anymore. Mm, damn, Trey. So my man T Bland was actually a part of it. Right. Yeah. So that that shit kind of. When 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 it was first rolling out on Twitter, I was just like waiting on the names to roll out because I know plenty cats that's you know not playing fair out here. So the fact that my my man he ain't get no jail time, but it was kind of a crazy time at that time seeing his name float around, and also I know book. So there was two cats in there that was involved, and they was they was trying to throw they was trying to throw lotto numbers at these cats, bro. Um, it was interesting, but like to get the backstory of, you know, obviously Christian Dawkins telling his side of the story was, yeah. you know, another thing. Jerv, did you know any of this? Nah, like I remember when it, when it happened and I remember seeing, you know, certain coaches names and things like that, but the documentary kind of put me on to everything. I didn't really know uh, too much about it. Me being a Duke fan when I, I was just making sure Coach K name didn't drop and <laughs> when it was rolling out. That's all I really cared about. And, and selfishly probably hoping that Roy Williams name popped up because it's always good as a Duke fan seeing North Carolina take a hit. Damn, Jerry, you got problems, man. We really need to seek help. Uh, <laughs> um, here, here's the weird thing. I, I'm like, Waz, I remember the story. I remember reading the Dan Wetzel thing. I remember like the news coming out, and in my mind, at the time, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna get some coaches." And then I like I figured like they didn't get the coaches for whatever reason, and so I thought everybody walked away with a slap on the wrist. I knew I know uh, Jim Gatto, who's the dude that worked for Adidas. He wasn't in the documentary, but he was listed as one of the the people because uh, I talked to Gatto at summer league, and he was thanking me for like. On the jump, I remember when, like, nobody got, you know, nobody got arrested except for basically lower-level actors. I said, this is ridiculous, man. Like, nobody sets out to commit a felony, right? Like, these people were just doing what we thought was the cost of doing business and was against NCAA rules, but nobody thought they were committing a crime. So so to, to for those people— Anybody to do jail time, I thought was ridiculous, but I did not realize the level of, I mean, I want to call it corruption, 
when you talk about a case like this, and y'all, these are the people who ended up with jail time. Y'all targeted, y'all switched the target at some point from a Rick Patino, a Bill Self, uh, you know, these big name guys to Christian Dawkins and and Merle Code and like and people like that. Really? That's who y'all going after? It just, it was, it kind of took me aback knowing the details, especially when you consider how many times, like, I, we needed a legal expert today. That's our bad, man. We should have thought about this. Yeah. How is that not entrapment? When a dude tells you, I don't want to do this, and you, as an <laughs> undercover, keep insisting that they commit the crime. <laughs> My favorite part was that he, ref- like, he straight up didn't do it because it was a bad idea. I mean, like, you know, what, what, what stood out to me was, like, I don't think the people who were in charge of prose- not prosecuting but um, executing this investigation actually had much knowledge of college basketball. No, absolutely not. And and how it works, like I like I think they thought they could get some scalps by getting some names, right? Like, oh, we could get some names, we can get some big head coaches. You know, this is a quote unquote career case. They probably think it to themselves, but like. They clearly didn't don't understand how college basketball functions. Give me Rick Patino. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Give me Rick Patino. That's all I want. Listen, we'll start with Rick. Pa- Listen, they act like this shit was a mobster movie. Give yeah. me Rick Patino and we'll offer you immunity. <laughs> that shit is cr- but it's isn't that nuts, man? Cause I thought when this thing came out. They were gonna like take down the NCAA. Like this thing is basically a glorified massive money laundering operation, where all of these institutions are accepting billions of dollars and uh, profiting off of free labor. I thought like, oh man, like yeah, federal government do that shit. And what it turns out to be is like the exact opposite. Like they're trying to punish the people who are getting these kids compensation hey. for what for what they do. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the best job. We got drug dealers and, and, and the terrorists and all. This is what y'all devoted resources to do? Gave this dude hundreds of thousands of dollars and a yacht and a suite at the, at the, at the Cosmo and all that so that he could just go and trap a poor young black man and try and get him to do something that not only do he not want to do from a legal standpoint, but also because he's just dumb business? The almighty G-Men. That's, Look, that's we, the shit that killed me, man. Like, can we wow. do the foreshadowing, though? I mean, obviously. Can we talk about Christian Dawkins' startup, though? For one, that shit was kind of impressive. I'm not going to lie. The fact that he created his should've own... Should have been you, Trey. Huh? That should have been you. Nah, I was too cool for that shit. I'm, <laughs> bro, I'm too cool to be sitting up at the crib not hooping. I can't be that cat. And I get it. Like, it was a lot of pressure, you know what I mean, with his pops. You know what I'm saying? And his little brother was actually supposed to be the one next out of Saginaw. But, you know, you yeah, plan on team with Draymond Green and uh, was that Anthony Roberson was coming out of Saginaw. And you have to look in the situation of like, all right, I know I'm probably not going to grow anymore. I know I'm not like the best player, but I'm smart. And I always was quote unquote quirky. I'm reading out of like business magazines. So the fact that I can finesse college coaches out of 600, 600 bucks to subscribe to a website. First of all, I built a website. I got college coach, coaches to pay $600, multiple college coaches. So I'm, I'm bringing money in at 16 and I'm able 
to rank all the players and include rank myself. He ranked himself number one. <laughs> and, hey. and, and he added his height. He said he was 6'4". And... <laughs> yeah, he, he he gave himself a solid and, five. And at that time, crazy. which is kind of crazy, he's not crazy old. He's 25 now, so I'm trying to think about Nine years ago. Damn, he's only 25 now? Only 25 now. So he, t- he told the story about his freshman year. He didn't make varsity, so he had to play uh, JV. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, he was the man on JV. Like, ah, and when he got to varsity, Draymond was a senior. And he said, that's when he knew, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way. You're no, like that, that, that moment of truth that every Hooper goes through. Where you, you, of course. You, Around like the actual talent, and you're like, oh man, like you know I what? No- I didn't, I didn't feel that. I mean, I didn't really? feel that at all. No, because I wasn't that good sophomore year. I knew that I was putting myself in the right position, but I also like had this like unrealistic view. Right? I was like five seven. Right. I worked really hard, but I was little. But in my mind, somehow, some way, I'm like, I'm gonna hit one more growth spurt, and it's gonna be the big one. And I'm thinking like, well, nobody's tall in my family. Like, Lord willing, I got to six one and a half. But it was like, I didn't even think that was happening. I just had hope. And but I didn't think that it was over after that. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, going to Dominguez, it was like yeah. You still think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm i I'm still thinking like, okay, this shit might be quiet, but I'm gonna still try. I'm gonna make the best out of it. Nobody's gonna really knock me off of this one, but yeah, I don't know. The first time I played, like, some varsity dudes that was going to, like, you know, big five colleges, like, somebody like like a Gavin Grant, where it's like, wait a second, he's going to NC State. He's not even going to do it. <laughs> or, or, and not to say that NC State is 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 a slouch, right? Or, like, LeVance Fields went, was going to Pitt. And it's like, yeah. I mean, Pitt is a nice program, but, like, that's it's not, like. It's not Kentucky. You, no, See, I didn't. I and didn't he hit was my, untouchable. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I hit knew. my window to senior year of college, where I was like, mm. "Yeah, this probably." And I'm still gonna force this. I'm still gonna force this. Well, I mean, you still play, co- but you play college basketball, like yeah. yeah. Like, but no, but, but but I'm just saying, like a lot saying, of people. NBA, you had senior year, you're, you're like, I still have a chance to make an NBA. So my whole thing was like, I'm gonna go. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but where? I'm gonna do it. And this is around like <laughs> Suniata Gaines. Making the shot. Oh, Sundiata, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right. Another guy who was fucking untouchable. <laughs> so I'm looking in a scenario of like, okay. And then this is the time when the G League, this is how I got in the G League. The G League did open tryouts. Yeah. I bodied the triangle offense, got picked up by Bakersfield Jam, and got traded to the Iowa Stampede. Now, if I didn't get hurt, I possibly... You know, now I got an Al Bundy poke high story of like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like getting called up by the I Jazz or the Trailblazers at that time. I but, love it. I love it. <laughs> but, but realistically, that was my closest thing. Once I got to that point, because like, you know, lockout year, I'm playing against all these dudes Durant, yeah. Westbrook, Harden, uh, Kyle Weaver. You know what I'm saying? Like random ass cats at the hacks. And I'm like, Shout I'm, out to Kyle Weaver, by the way. Like I'm hanging with guys. So I'm not, that's why I really felt like I still could do something to me. Like, honestly. Right. I, I, yo, I respect it, Trey, man. I, I respect it. For me, I know. Like, I know, like, when I was like, I want to say I was like a, a junior in high school. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I hit, <laughs> like, a, I hit a love wall my senior year. I was like, 
my girl like was dating some other cat. Oh, no. I'm no. like, I soaked. Like I, my my stats sunk. School stopped looking. So like yeah. I was kind of written. I even got took I got taken out of the um starting lineup in, in conference. So I was like, I could have quit then, but everybody on my team didn't have grades. I was the only person that had grades. <laughs> you keeping the program afloat. Yeah. So I was I was easy to sell. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he just had a bad year. He was battling an injury that we couldn't handle. That was it. That was the sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that, funny that, you that. even brought up Yada because he again, that's that's another person who like this dude was bigger, stronger, faster than everybody, had more hops than everybody, and he was going to UGA, a football school. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was so like, I mean, what the fuck? that's sobering, man. It's sobering. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? Back to Christian Gaines. I mean, Christian. Oh, I said Christian Gaines. Gaines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a sne- a sneaker deal with Under Armour. Yeah, he's the first. He said the, what they said. They said the first uh, high school guy. high school. Yeah, first high school guy to, uh, to sign. So well, no, beyond him being young, like that was the first high school that Under Armour signed with, right? So no amateurism involved because because he's not playing anymore. He's a manager. Yeah, yeah. But then he's the AU guy. Could you think about that though? That's like Waz being 17, and he like, yo, come roll with me. And we like, That why? was wild that he GM'd the whole situation, bro. Like, like I, I could get us a check from this company. I could do this. It's crazy. Like, you really got to trust your man to be like, all right. Because I'm rolling with the cats I know. And right. I'm trying to think about the teams that was hot during that time, playing for Rick with H-Squad, who had Adidas. You playing with SEA, Nike. You got you playing with Adidas Rockfish, another team, and then I got another homie that's in the hood. Like, yo, come play with me. Why? <laughs> Just trust me. Come roll with me. And you got the gift of gab to bring all the players yeah. to you. Like, bro, he had everybody in his pocket. And this yeah. is yeah. this 2011, yeah, 2012. I think that's what what he illustrated in the in the in the documentary and he just made it plain. He was like, this is how it goes. Like we weren't doing anything crazy. This is how you get elite players to sign under your management team. You meet them very early. You make them know that you're somebody who can trust. They can trust, make them learn that you know what you're doing as far as pointing them, pointing them in the right direction for their career. And this is the game, like 50 G's and I can potentially get five mil this is this this is the game. That's a, that's an investment, and that's and that's the line he says at the end of the the show, at the end of the documentary, when they ask him like, "Are you surprised like that you were targeted?" He's like, "Yeah, I was like like I invented that shit." <laughs> this, this is this is this is this is how it works. This is like, like there's, there's nothing he described in this documentary that I was like, "That's how that shit happens." Right. Like I, we knew all of that. Like the shocking stuff was all the the law enforcement stuff. There was one thing in his story though that he tried to like gloss over, and I was like, "Nah, bro." The Uber the shit, Uber, yeah, Uber game, yeah. Uber shit, Uber shit. Watch out, nigga. Bro, nah, it was still on my account, like, bro. We all have Uber. Getting over, you was getting yeah. over with the Uber just, shit. We just know say, what that just was. say you stole my nigga. Poor Elfie, <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor hey, poor Elfie Prayton for being naive. You know what I mean? Not checking. You know what I mean? Being a millionaire and not checking his money. But the fact that you just running uh, it up, Uber Black all the time. How much did he say? How, how much did he say it was? It was like twenty one thousand some shit. Yeah, yeah, it was in the tens of thousands, Jerv. And but the thing is, it's not like he was just using it. It's no, guys it was that he was turning into his next clients was like, nah. Whenever you need to. 
do an Uber, yeah. like, boy, you good. Use my I'll account. Fire you you. I'll fire it up. It remind me of another person we know that said to fire it up. Wow, <laughs> man. Yeah. But, that's, that's, but that's real talk, though, man. Because, like, my thing is, like, this every single time I order an Uber, Lyft, whatever it is, it always shows what credit card I'm putting it on. Guys, now is not the time to overpay for razors at the drugstore. Harry's knows sometimes it's better to stay inside. Man, we all need to stay inside right now. You can avoid going to the store, absolutely do it. That's why Harry's ships directly to you so you can experience the quality of a Harry's shave in just a few days from the convenience of your own home. The people at Harry's were very nice and kind enough to send us all razors. As you can probably tell from my face, I don't use it because I don't shave, but I did give it to my dad, and my dad really, really enjoys it. He likes it a whole lot better than that old razor he's been using this whole time. Uh, Trey, what do you love the most about shaving with your Harry's razor? Well, one thing I found out about using a Harry razor is that there's no stereotype where black people get bumps from using razors. So that was pretty cool, and it, uh, it meshes well with my skin. So uh, when I'm using it with the water and the soap, and just, you know, casually stroking, I'm able to, you know, get that uh, barbershop-like uh, goatee. My, my old man really likes to shave gel. Like, that was one of the things that he really, uh, like, mentioned specifically. Like, oh, it smells so good. I'm like, it's all yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give you uh, gifts as a result of my fruits of my labors. Um, so this is the offer we're giving to all our listeners. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special trial offer by going to harrys.com slash B-O-M. Harry's is a return to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. They've cut out the middlemen, manufacturing their blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century, which means you get incredibly high quality blades at factory direct prices. Let me say that again. High quality German steel at factory direct prices. Harry's is super convenient. The blade refills are delivered directly to your door on schedule with or without a subscription. 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. And by the way, a percentage of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoting to helping provide access to better health care for men and veterans. Listeners to the show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash B-O-N. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash B-O-M to start shaving better today. Again, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash B-O-M to start shaving better today. We got and Anthony Morrow joining us, uh, me. Oh, what up, Ammo? Yeah. Black yeah, boy Patino in the building? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, boy? Not much, man. Chilling, chilling, man. We talking about this uh, documentary, The Scheme. And we're just oh, man, man, I just I I just finished watching it like probably about an hour ago. I finished watching it today, man. That shit was great. Yeah, man. We're just talking about a couple of things. One was I didn't realize how young Christian Dawkins was, man. He's not even twenty. Why well, did you say he's twenty five right now? Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five. He's doing all that. 
It's crazy because I had never even I never really saw a picture of him. I just remember I remember I think I was in I was in training camp with with Portland. And I remember like eating breakfast or something before practice and I looked up and they was talking about Rick Patino going to jail, Sean Miller's going to jail, and I saw his name, but I didn't know who he was. So I'm thinking he like one of those like middle aged guys that was like in deep with shoe companies and all this stuff with seeing all that shit he did when he was like 14 and 15 and seeing where it led him, that was crazy, bro. And he kind of had to fall on the sword. It's unbelievable, though, man. Like, that shit, it's just so much uncertainty, man, with the with the federal agents that was involved and they just disappeared or whatever. It's like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that, that shit was crooked, man. Yeah, the guy, the guy the guy that was supposed to be leading it off all of a sudden is, is taking off. Yeah, you're getting off with the money. He was going out. Yo, bro, the, yeah, the, the, the D'Angelo dude, the D'Angelo dude was... <laughs> he, That's a sick name, by the way. He used some of the bread. He used, of course, is is fake. He used some of the bread in Vegas for his own. <laughs> he, he ain't even using it for the operation. Yeah, Jeff D'Angelo. That's a crazy name. That's some video game shit like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's made up. Like, but I'm, I'm skeptical because you got me on a yacht. I got the Indian homie trying to trying to make the play. Then I'm on here with all the white people trying to, you know, trying to wine and dine me. He like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want none of this. Uh, this I don't drink. So then... They try to give him 50 racks to fly with? Come on, nah, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> he was so smart. I just felt like that was his youth right there. Like, he was like 50,000 cash. He don't know no better not to really take that. He like, man, I'm just trying to get this shit done because we can make a lot of money. But then when you see how, like, every time it's like any type of issue, dude, like, hey, man, just go in the safe and get 60 racks. It's all good. So I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like, you don't even know what he do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like new people coming. The girl came. And then, you know, it was just it was just a lot, bro. But see, this, this is the part where I feel bad for him. Because he was suspicious. And yeah. when he was talking to Merle from Adidas, Merle was like, who are you? Nobody throws money like this. It says budget's not an option. He's like, that's not how any business w- runs in this country. So, like, he went and hit up his guy. And said, do a background check. And when you know the Fed sabotaged that one. Of course, but (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to know? If you got a guy who who, you know, you trust, who does like great work in this area, and he does his job, but obviously when he asks the FBI, FBI is gonna lie to him. Like, how's like I guess I guess my thing is like the kid was suspicious, but he did. I think, like, what more are you supposed to do? Or are you just supposed to... I guess let me ask this. Would any of y'all have walked away from that money, given that you got, uh, nah, like... Nah, because nah, I, nah, nah, I would have been, been in a situation, situation thinking shit sweet. Like, like, I would have thought, thought it was like, okay... For, in, for, in the back, back of my mind, mind it's too, too good, good to be true, true just because, because I've been in, like, in like FF situations, situations before. But then on my mind, I'm like, this is what I do. I'm at 25. I would have walked away from it. And then only that, but, like, also, he's talking to Merle, and he's talking to... The assistant coaches, he's saying the same thing. Like, look, these guys are obviously dumb. So we're just going to take advantage of them. Hey, you know what's another dumb thing that I thought he shouldn't have got off? That he kept some of that bread. 
Oh, yeah. Like, he's, 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 he's extra cocky with that. Like, bro, your case is handy right now. You're like, yeah, I kept like 91,000. Hey, so I wouldn't, wouldn't probably be able, able to eat or do, or do anything, but I got this 90k thousand in the crib. This nigga got an appeal. Act the appeal, though. What are you doing? Yo, and it, yo, it, the whole the whole joint was just was just wild in the fact that you know, again, the the guy's alleged crimes is that he wanted to put money in the pockets of NCAA players so that he could one day manage them. In their careers. That's the, the no, crime. That's not the crime is he quote unquote defrauded uh, right. a public university. He, def- <laughs> he Yo, defrauded the Louisville kid who could no longer play at no, Louisville. He, he defrauded oh no, he defrauded Louisville. Right. And Rick Patino. And, right. Yo, do y'all remember those press conferences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. For sure. Sean Miller, I remember. I didn't. Re- I don't remember the LSU cat, but Sean Miller, I remember very distinctly. So the funny thing about Sean Miller is Waz had asked Stanley about that. That's around that time when yeah, we yeah, had yeah. him on bomb. Yeah, we had Stanley on. And then also <laughs> a wild shit about it that kind of re-looped some shit was my man who played AAU with me back in the day was a part of that whole prostitution sting during the recruiting shit. The, the 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 Cardinals joint. Yeah, because he, okay. he was on the coaching staff. But then he got in some more trouble doing some other stuff when he got hired at another thing. But, like, it was crazy, man. Like, and again, like, this stuff ain't new because, you know, again, we ain't snitching or anything like that. But this some stuff that some people probably never knew about. But the fact that to get the FBI in and say, we got your playbook. I, I don't know. Excuse me, man. I mean, like, and again, this is supposed to be the FBI, bro. Like, the alphabet boys, man. Like, the big, bad federal government. And this is what they came up with. Like, th- like it was so obvious. They didn't know, have no idea what they was doing. And they got this dude on a technicality. Like, they got him on wire fraud. Like, that's that's crazy to me. And... You know, the craziest shit for me, again, because you see who's involved in, and, and Dawkins brought it up. He's like, you see who gets to skate and who doesn't, right? Like, it's the people on the ground with these young kids who come through. A lot of them, you know, even if they don't come from disadvantaged backgrounds, they have a very clear idea what their value is to a university. They know what their worth is. And they're like, look, man, if somebody could facilitate me getting this bread on the black market... They cool, like literally, they're just helping them get what they actually deserve, right? And the cats, like, quite frankly, Co- Coach K and the rest of these fools who get up there. Don't do that. And, Don't do that, bro. Yeah, K, he's down with shamaturism. Nah, Coach K runs a clean oh, program, no, and, bro. And, uh, and that Jerv, was my favorite. Jerv, Jerv, that was actually bias out of that, Jerv. That was no, 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 no. It's 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 simple, Trey. Like that was my favorite part when Wetzel was like, look. Creighton is giving. Creighton was was in the wiretaps. That means they're bidding for kids at a hundred thousand a clip. Listen, the kids that go to Creighton. Listen, Bruce Brown got an offer for a hundred racks from Creighton. Listen, his dad was like on 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 oath, like three hundred k. So 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 I'm supposed to believe Duke got Duke got Zion for completely free. The Creighton kids are one hundred k, and the Duke kids are free. Team USA. I'm gonna tell you got all the. the, I'm gonna tell you the PEs, the KD PEs, the LeBron PEs. Sneakers, free sneakers. Talk about mad sneakers with bread. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you. Let me tell you all a story that 
I'm going to el- eliminate names to, to not incriminate people other than the player, right? Uh, there's a guy who was a Carolina uh, grad. He was an NBA, and he was saying that Carolina runs a clean program. We don't pay nobody in Carolina. They come from the legacy. And one of our coaches had coached with a guy who was uh, at Kentucky at the time when James Worthy went to North Carolina. He said James Worthy was a son of like some basically some farmers, some sharecroppers, rural cats. Like, like the kind of broke that, like, they look at people living in the projects in the city and be like, ooh, y'all living in the high rise, right? Like, super broke, right? right? He said, I know, I don't know what Carolina offered. I, I know what we did, though. And so, like, that, that's all <laughs> yeah. you know right there. That's it. That's it. Like, the that's idea that James Worthy like, turned down all of that bread from his yeah. his people to go to, he just wanted to, he just wanted to be around nice old Dean Dude. Smith, man. Yeah. Ne- Neon Badeau didn't even want no bread and blue chips, bro. There's some kids that just come for the eliteness yeah. of the program. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to, I want to ask, I want to ask, and, and what, what's some of the crazier stories you remember from AAU of like people being broken off? Probably when I got in college, because I ain't really, I, I wasn't really around other like blue chip guys except for when I went to like Nike camp, NBA camp and stuff and that wasn't really a discussion I just knew I seen dudes in like Louis belts and shit and I was like that's crazy like full you know I mean it was dudes that was blue chip though like top 10 top 5 guys in the nation well I didn't really think nothing of it then but I remember when I got to when I got to college I remember just sitting around the locker room and then coming up and some guys telling me like yo yeah such and such off of me they offered such and such three hundred thousand, and such and such offered me two fifty, and such and such went to uh, different another school. He got, you know, I know for a fact they offered him two seventy five, and I'm yeah. like, so what they offer you to come here? And they're like, nah, I ain't take nothing, man. I, I ain't do nothing. I'm like, bro, I know where you're from. I know your parents. Like, come on, man. Like y'all program, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? But it was just, I'm like, man, it's. It's just a monster that they can't they can't stop that. There's nothing they can do about that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna continue to happen. They're gonna find more and more creative ways to to be able to to funnel money to these families and these kids, man. Because the NCAA, like I always said, it's almost like it's a house that's on fire, but they're real comfortable right now. I mean, there's people coming up with that. I mean, you got guys work taking internships <laughs> for million, two million dollars at you know. At these, at these, at these academies and these at, places, yeah, um, shoe companies. Uh, what's his name from OKC? Uh, did a did an internship with New Balance. Yeah, he got uh, a million Darius and a half. Basically, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, and he gonna pan out. I think he gonna be a good pro for a long time. All star potential. The boy Anthony uh, Simons in Portland. You know what I'm saying? The little guard. I mean, I don't, I don't blame. Yeah, him. yeah. I don't blame him at all, man. I, I think it's. I think it's innovative, and I think that, you know, everybody not going to school to be an engineer or a business major right away. I mean, if you got a chance to make the most money you ever going to make in your life and be a top 15 pick, you can always go to school. I don't think that I, don't, I think that the stigma that you got to go to college to experience it, which is cool, don't get me wrong, but I think that nowadays them kids ain't thinking, and the parents not thinking about it as much. Like, I, them parents now aren't the parents that I had. So they're like, shit, he gonna make twenty million? Oh nah. We'll go to IMG for a year. Or we'll intern at Under Armour for a million. Right. He's gonna be a first round pick. Or Everybody we'll send him to Australia. 
Yeah, exactly. Looked like what BJ did. Yeah, that was real different at that so time. That, that first hand was probably one of the wildest scenarios ever because yeah, that crazy. he's the number one player in he's the number one player in the country, and you got he's thirty five points per game, and they're accusing him of cheating his SAT twice. Yeah. Passed both times. Yeah. And why take a third one if you know, like, if I score higher than what I'm supposed to have, I'm going to be cheating. You can't be the number one player in the country and go, go Juco. It just can't yeah. happen. So, yeah. Sonny Vaccaro, Sonny V, the godfather, uh, reached Sonny out, started shopping him around. He had a couple club invites. One team, uh, Vitris, is it Vitris Roma? Roma. Vitris Roma. Yeah. yeah. Was ready for it, but you know they didn't. They didn't really think the, like the idea of having a, a a young guy play there. You know what I'm saying? The whole idea was like, okay, he comes in, but we got other guys that are American and, and could be a vet. He had um, uh, Alan Ray from Villanova, and I, I want to say Andre Hudson from Michigan State, the the big man. The Ford. So they were there. And then obviously Ricky Rubio was getting all the hype at 16. So he like, okay, cool. I'm better than Ricky Rubio. Let me prove it. His coach was Tony Kukoc's um, Croatian coach for, for the, uh, the Olympic team. And he was like, you know, he was on his Larry Brown. Like, I'm not playing no, no high school American kid. So some games he wouldn't play at all. His stock was hurt. Jay Billis was killing him. He finally, he finally got to play. He was only averaging 17 minutes a game. I mean, like after a while, his minutes got up to 17. And he had a couple good games. But the thing that kept him in the know, it was about nine teams flying over to, to um, watch him work out. And what he would do is shoot a thousand jumpers, whether it was after game or, or after practice. So the only thing that was to save face was when he came back over and fulfilled his first year, his workouts. He was killing Johnny Flynn. He was killing Steph. The only person that he was probably having problems with was Tyreek Evans because he was a bigger guard. And, you know, obviously New York said they was going to take him. Um, Golden State said they was going to take him, guaranteed. And you know how that shit, you know how that go, and Somebody guaranteeing that they're going to take you. And your situation, your route was way different. And, you know, you were you were able, you know, to 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 break in, break the break through the doors. You know what I'm saying? But that whole situation of just making the jump, man. He he definitely was one of the one of the first people to to kind of take the take the slap on the wrist and and learn the hard way because you know him scoring 55 was like a uh, a gift and a curse. Teams adjusted, you know. A lot of people said that that's all he could do. He couldn't be the traditional point guard. If he came out now doing that, he'd be in. A, he'd be making. He'd be making bread. He was way ahead of his time, bro. Yeah, and that fifty-five was against us. I saw all of it. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was bad. Hey. So I was like, man, he doing dirty. And then he was playing against Steph. Yeah. And then Golden State had guaranteed because I thought because I was there. I remember when he came back out after like six or seven picks later, and it was like Brandon Jennings is here. He wants to walk on the stage. And he came out and got his hat and everything. I was like, that shit was hard. So the backstory behind that, Bill Duffy is his agent. And yeah. Duff's like, yo, ESPN is killing you. We're not going to go to the green room. 
We're going to throw a party right across the street at the W and we're going to get us a banquet hall. So the most random people are there. Steph's coach is there. I mean, not Steph's coach. Um, Sebastian's coach is there from Lincoln. Oh, uh, yeah. tiny. 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 You know what I mean? We got Marcus Williams is there. Maul's there. I'm there. I had the video camera at that time. William H. and Ferris. We had family and friends. And B is like, he didn't come down to like at least the fourth pick because he knew he wasn't going top three. So after that, he's like sitting there. He, you know, we do the round of applause. He comes downstairs and we're hyped. And he is like about to start crying when the T Wolves take like three guards. Yeah, it's like, like Rubio and, and Rubio. Yeah, anti Lawson. Yeah, anti. Yep. So they yep. end up making these trades and it's like, okay, what is going on? So once Golden State took Steph, he's like, oh my God, he's finding out like how this shit works. Like, Yo, they lied to me. They said they was going to guarantee. They love me. Okay, that's even cool. Don't matter. I'm going to be a Nick. <laughs> that don't happen. So then we like, okay, Toronto, DeMar. I'm happy for DeMar. I coached DeMar during that time, so I'm happy. I said, okay, don't worry about it. You're going to get picked the next pick. It happened to be Milwaukee. Now, I don't. I ain't gonna say like I guessed that. I just was just trying to give some positive words of encouragement because we were sitting around. So at that time, Brandon had like two phones. He gives me his phones. They rush over to across the street. Him and his mom. They like, yeah, you still can go shake Adam Silver's hand because obviously that's the thing. I mean, not Adam Silver, David Stern's hand because that's everyone's dream. Bro, he cuts thin. You know what I mean? They let him in. He's like, I think it's like the 13th or 14th pick. He does some WWF surprise entrance stuff. And they let him, you know, they let him do it. But that was so killer, man. Yeah, it was epic. Like, I, I say he was always ahead of his time, man. Even when I saw him playing, when I saw him when he was younger playing, you know, if he was, I always said the, the, the guard position was different. Yeah. If he was able to really get somewhere where he could really play his game early on and consistently get that trust. You, I mean, he was a lot like, I mean, it's like these guards now. Ja, O'Dane. Yeah. Trey Young, like just freedom, because he, he could pass, he can make plays. You just gotta let him play. But it was just kind of that during that stage. time, it was a year of the OG guard. You had yeah, BD, you had Gill, you had Steve Nash, you had Tony Parker at the prime of their shit. Yeah, like he's seeing them D Rose, like he's seeing them night in, night out. So to be able to be in the, I remember he had a couple thirties. He went to go see Chauncey Billups first time playing in Denver. And, you know, everybody's talking about the altitude. And he ended up having like 32, 7, and 7. And everybody's like, okay, if you had 32 and 7 and 7 on Chauncey Billups, you know, you a problem, boy. And for him to end up finishing the season third in um, rookie, you know, still to this day. 55 put a lot on. Yeah. What were you saying to me? Yeah, I was going to ask Ant because, you know – it's not quite the same, but you had a, a big scoring game in summer league that as a rookie, and yeah. that kind of put you on the map as yeah. oh, look, like you know, a lot of people kind of took notice. Yeah. And so before you were on, we were talking about our scrub asses. You know, there's a point where you start playing, and as you move on, you play with guys, and you realize, oh yeah, I'm not about that life for real, because you just oh. see the, the competition get bigger, stronger, and faster, and more skilled, and just better at basketball than you are. But for yeah. you, obviously, 
four years in college and then and then uh, summer league and then you, you basically make an NBA team off of that. What was the moment for you when you were like, I could do this, man. I, I could be like a legit NBA player, not a fringe guy. I mean, I, I just started, I was getting a real close-up look at some of them guys that have been ranked higher than me like since we were 13, 14 years old, 15, 16 years old. And guys that got drafted and were highly touted in college and highly decorated in college. And, then, and it's like summer league is like, well, we don't have that machine behind us no more. It's just us. It's me and you now. And I don't have my, my college coach subbing me out every five or six fucking minutes. So I was like, look, Don Nelson just going to let us go out here and rock. And I'm just going to take advantage of it. So I felt like, like, you know what I'm saying, like contrary to guys that are top five, top ten picks that come out with that kind of pressure because they've been the man since they was in middle school and high school, I was like, I don't have nothing to lose. At the end of the day, for me, I'm like, I can go at whoever. If I don't play well, nobody was expecting it. And if I kill them, then I'm going to get put on a higher pedestal and have a little bit more leverage going into the. So it's either that or you're going to Ukraine. And whatever happens over there, happens. But it was just, I had that, I don't, I don't have nothing to lose mentality. And a lot of people had, especially guys that, you know, that, that kind of pressure everybody ain't built for. Most guys are from like top five pick dudes built for. Their they careers may not pan out, but most of them built for. So it's a mentality thing. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yo. And thanks, thanks a lot for ju- for joining us, bro, man. We really appreciate it. Again, nine-year NBA vet, Anthony Morrow, one of the greatest sh- shooters of his era. And a friend of the pod, man. Appreciate it, bro. Thank y'all. Appreciate you, man. Hey, yo, Trey. Yo. You know how, like, you know, we do the pod, but obviously we also have day jobs, right? You ever have, like, a big bill that's due, like, say, on uh, Wednesday? But for me, payday isn't until Friday. Does that happen to you? Oh, man, all the time, man. Uh, Well, guess what? There is a way around that to get your money faster than even the direct deposit hitting so you can get those bills paid, and that is with Current. Current is a mobile bank with a Visa debit card. It gets you paid up to two days faster, and they give you free overdraft protection up to $100 with no hidden fees. Trey, I'm happy to say... I haven't had an overdraft in quite a while in my life, but I remember those days very clearly. They weren't that far back ago. And you know what I hated the most about overdraft? I get it. I didn't have enough money in my account to pay for this thing, but y'all covered it. But then y'all know I don't have enough money in my account and you hit me with a fee for not having enough money in my account. And that fee isn't like $5, it's like $35 per hit. Sometimes I didn't even know I didn't have enough money in my account because the way my ticket account, my savings account works, like it, it, it just basically ended up hitting a little bit quicker than I expected it to hit, and boom, I'm overdrafted. But current gives you free overdraft up to $100 with overdrive. So if you spend over your balance, you won't get declined or charge any fees. And in some ways, getting declined might be even more embarrassing than getting hit with that fee. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is something innovative. I mean, again, if you're in this situation and you need money early, Current is the app for you. Don't be caught out on a date where you're looking all silly. Like, come on, baby, I got you. 
and then you get that even if it's your quarantine at home and you're ordering and then it gets that little red message like payment did not go through don't have that happen to you get with current you can use a card at over 55,000 free atms and deposit checks with the camera on your phone current has perks like instantly refunding the holes that gas stations put on your card i hate those so you don't need to wait days just to get your own money back from the pump Current is a real bank account, not a prepaid card. So it works with Apple Pay, Google Pay, Cash App, Venmo. You can even send money instantly for free using your current tag. Current notifies you when you spend and lets you pause your card instantly in the app, even if you're under 18. I know some of y'all are older, like me, you got kids, uh, kids under 18. You can get them an account with Current. It only takes two minutes to sign up and your current card will be shipped to you for free. Download Current now. Get a Current Black Premium card when you go into Current.com and enter the promo code BOM. That's Current.com and enter the promo code BOM for your very own Current Black Premium card. I like it when it's black. The last thing from the doc I wanted to get to, guys, uh, was um, the uh, the part about how they ended up arresting him. And it's just, it, it's, it's funny to me that they felt the need, knowing what kind of crime this was, even if you want to call it a crime, in your wildest dreams, if you want to stretch your imagination to call this a crime. He under arrest, he under arrest. We get it. You guys had a corny investigation y'all put a bunch of money into, and you feel like you have to have a result at the end of it. And somehow all the results, other than Jim Gatto, are a bunch of black people i get it but the machine guns the perp walk this is the part that makes if you're not white i mean excuse me if you're not a person of color you're listening to this you're a white person listen to this and maybe you've had the thought of why is there such a distrust between people of color and law enforcement in general and I'm going to tell you why right now. You watch that documentary, you listen to how he was carried out, and you can feel whatever way. You can feel like, yeah, what he was doing was illegal, da-da-da. Okay, I'll, I'll grant you all of that. But what you could not tell me is that he's a violent criminal that requires machine guns and a perp walk after it. The only reason you do that is because y'all trying to stunt, is because you live in a fantasy yep. of whatever movie you watch or video game you played or whatever it is and now you're getting these licks off and that's why as a person of color i have distrust of law enforcement because i feel like they a lot of times a lot of them try to get something like they're they're trying to flex rather than just doing your job and being honorable because how they treated that young man was just despicable they bust through the door with the what was it the M16s? Bro, they had you sitting <laughs> yeah. in the same building as uh, I mean the same prison as El Chapo. Uh, El Chapo, man, that was pretty funny. By the way, he's like, no disrespect to El Chapo, <laughs> but uh, yeah, y'all gotta give me a pot of here. <laughs> Yo, uh, I know it's kind of off topic, but do any of y'all watch Black Monday? I Anyone? Do. Okay, so you saw the last episode? Uh, yeah, they, I did. I did. Where I did. They, where they where they arrest Keith and they, they they send him to jail, but it's 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 club fed. Exactly. And so I, I was like, it's funny that I watched that episode of Black uh, Monday 
and scheme like on back-to-back days. Because I was like, even if you want to call what he did a crime and you're going to arrest him, it should have been like my man Keith. Should have been white-collar jail, everything cool, like protective custody and the different, like you're not throwing them in there with the El Chapos of the world. And, you know, that was just, I don't know, Yeah, that, that, that's foul. Like, homie, homie's crime or whatever it fits nothing of the same elf as, as, uh, as a person like El Chapo. No disrespect. You know what I mean? Like, he should not be in there. Yeah, he should be on the other side singing show tunes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was he? I'm telling you, y'all need to watch Black Monday. I'm, yeah, I'm disappointed you, like, y'all haven't watched that yet. It is so Jer, funny. Don't do that. Don't do that, Jerry. I watched the first two joints, but I just never picked it back up. Don't but come I'll for Westworld, Jerv. I come from Westworld every fucking day. I'm, I'm picking, I'm picking up on shows, so I'm gonna definitely got, pick it back up. You got it, it's so funny, and you need to have your closed captions on because they talk so much shit in like any one scene. There's so many jokes flying that like it takes me sometimes a couple of I gotta rewind to listen again to hear what who said what because some of these jokes are just ridiculous, man. But yeah, man. Uh, this Yo, is a one well, of the- I mean, I want to yeah. ask you something else, though. Um, yeah. Because it's something that hit me while I was watching this doc for the first time. I never really racialized the term runner before, but I feel like that's what they were trying to do for me in the doc. Absolutely. Like, without, without saying own, it. When his own lawyer is talking about, yeah. I'm a runner. And he's like, because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I know runners, right? Like, this dude was not a runner. <laughs> what it, what is the what it, I mean what, allowed, could you could you, could you elaborate on that for me so, I mean so the, the the definition as defined in the document is correct a runner is a young usually black kid but it might be someone but definitely a young dude who is paid by agents to go befriend players because an old white man trying to be friends with an 18 year old just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense so You're not the, following the same chicks on IG. You're not yeah, listening to NBA young boy. Exactly. You're just not doing it. You, you're just not tapped in in the way that you're not playing COD or, or any of these games online with them or whatever. You're not, you're just not in that lifestyle. So you use like these young people as an avatar of you. You fund them to go basically befriend these guys and eventually end up delivering them. Right. And most of these guys just do, do just that. I get paid by Agent X. Uh, I break off the kid some of this money. Some of this money goes in my pocket. And we go out. We have a good time. I get the girls. We go, you know, hang out. We go, go, I'll take you to dinner. Like, we'll go to Capitol Grill. I got it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and then when it comes time to sign with an agent, you sign with me because I'm your boy. Like, I'll take care of you. And, and, And there are runners who do escalate into, like, the guy who, uh, keeps tabs of you, right? Because you get drafted and then everybody goes to a different city. And so using the example of, of Brandon Jennings, uh, Trey, like Bill Duffy's not living in Milwaukee. No. He might stop by every once in a while. No, but- at the time they had uh, who Nima. So Nima, my buddy Nima, yeah. who represents DeAndre Aiden now. But at that time, right. he was, you know, uh, I called him an apprentice, but he probably was a runner. You know what yeah. I mean, and and made sure when he was when he was around in '09. You know what I mean. His his idea was like, yo, come sign these Panini cards. Um, you guys want um, the Hunter's clothing? I know somebody can get it for you. You know what I mean, like just different yeah. shit and just kind of just check in here and there. 
Um, and BDA has like tons of people, you know what I'm saying? That they they send the same thing with um, with uh, Excel. They have Javon Phillips and and, yeah. and, a, and a couple people that they have. That's just cool and relatable. Yeah, and and so yeah, and so but like for most of those guys, some of them do progress and become something greater. They become like another title and then and then eventually you know if you take your your the bar you become an agent too like was, was worldwide west considered a runner when no, he first started no absolutely no, not no and he and that's he's not even an agent so yeah i'm not even gonna put that man business well, I mean, out but he a legend well he, he 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 was an agent like for for coaches like, yeah, the, for right, coaches, yeah. last few years but before that you're right he wasn't an agent he was definitely not a runner he was much something much greater than that um, and I'm not trying to compare Christian Dawkins to World Wide West, but it's a similar thing where it's like having you, pe- it, having people in his pocket. Yes, like, like yeah, like you making at making that Dawkins. term West could get that off. Like oh, you want Jordan, baby? Yeah. I got you. You want LeBron, baby? You got to come talk to me. That's how West is. West gonna get yeah. it off. He gonna smooth talk you. He gonna talk that player shit. Like I seen West 2014 at the Jungle Tour with Drake and Future. West not even wasn't allowed in NBA arenas, but since it wasn't an NBA game, he was at the uh, palace and he pulls up and he's just like, you know what I mean? He got his son, his teenage son. He like, yeah, Drake come out, dap West, and then West talk that shit to us like, hey, when you gonna stop wearing that bullshit? Which he talking about his Under Armour at the time, and he said, <laughs> you need to come. I, I told you come get down with them people. He telling BJ that, and. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He's like, you need to get down with them people, man. I'm telling you, they, they take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you good? You good? Everybody like, yeah, I'm good. But the funny thing was, I was with my man, and my man was talking crazy like he knew Wes, but didn't never seen Wes in his life. So he like, oh, wow. nigga, he like, nigga, I am worldwide Wes. Like, he got oh, that wow. on, on some third-person shit. And I'm like, oh, wow. okay. <laughs> this nigga's serious. This nigga's I, a serious uh, nigga right here, bro. I, I fuck, fuck with people that talk in third-person. Oh, so you fuck with Steve Stout? I thought, oh, I fucks with Steve Stout. Oh man, that wasn't what you were saying when you when y'all did the, the interview at his office. He don't fool. It took me a little time to. Pro- I never seen somebody have somebody. As Jerry was saying, I don't fool with dude. <laughs> nah, yo, bro, it was just a, I had never seen anything like that. Like I had never seen somebody have someone put lotion on his hands. I I never did an interview with somebody <laughs> and then like the second is over. Like that person doesn't even acknowledge that y'all are in the room anymore. That shit was crazy to me, but yeah. I get it. Steve Stout, like yo, who the fuck? like I did y'all a favor. All right, y'all can leave now. Yeah, Steve Stout, man. The, the night the night I was at the Nick game uh, with Cole, because like like just because he saw me with Cole, now he want to be friendly and stuff. I'm like, nah, man, it's all good. Like I have I have no use for you, Steve Stout. Yo, getting your hands moisturized is kind of baller. No, having not, some. My, I'm man, not yo, lie, my man, my man said he took he he took, took an interview, interview with translation, translation and and Stout was lotioning his feet during the interview. Like this is this, this is a true Wait, story. Name, Steve Stout was, was Steve Stout was lotioning your man feet. No, <laughs> Steve Stout's not lotioning. <laughs> Steve Stout's not lotioning. He was lotioning feet, his dog. own feet oh, as he's interviewing my man. For position and translation. Oh, okay. No, no, no. But I'm thinking like how Jerv, <laughs> how Jerv explained it. I'm thinking like he has oh, somebody nah, that's nah, working. Oh, no. To, to lotion his hands while he talked to y'all. No, no. He just come with the lotion, right? Like they're not actually rubbing it in, are they, Jerv? 
No, bro. The, she the, the homegirl rubbed the lotion. Oh, in that's on killer. Oh, no. Hey, that's killer. Nigga, that's killer. Yo, I don't care. That's bro, killer. We we are sitting there. It's me, Jay, and I think it might have been Henry. Might have been with us at the time. That's a time's My, up situation, right there. Bro, we get in there. We, <laughs> we, we get in the situation. We we, we setting up with her homies. Not there. He comes in. Like she comes in, she brings like the, the the coffee or whatever it is his drink is or whatever. Like he's not acknowledging us in the room or whatever. He sits down, he's reading something. He, he like he, I like I, I don't even want to gas the story and say he just put his hand out or he called. <laughs> but like all I know is homegirl came yeah. from the other jaw. She she did like three or four squirts, beep 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 on the on the joint, rubbed them in on his hands, and then my man came over and sat down and did the interview. That sh- it was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. I need yeah, to get no. to that level. I want to have somebody lotion my hands. No, I don't think you can do that anymore in in, in 2020, man. <laughs> <laughs> like like Juan like said, that that's the times up scenario right there. <laughs> Uh, speaking of times up, man, times up on these Instagram live, like quote unquote producer battles, man. I get it. We're all star for entertainment, but like everybody was like hooked onto this T pain, uh, and, uh, Lil John, like going record for record. And my thing is, first of all, I'm beginning to realize a, there's like five people who produce every single record in music for the last 15 years, or at least have a credit. <laughs> They have a, a credit on every single record that's coming in the last 15 years. It's unbelievable. I'm like, really? Like, like, how much did you actually work on this? Did you just put a snare in there and you got a credit on this? Because it can't be all of y'all doing this. And then second of all, like Zach Harper said, I have Spotify. Like, y'all not digging deep <laughs> to a catalog of, like, songs that I, I can't find. I, yeah, I yeah. Now, like, yeah. when D-Nice is doing it, like, when the DJs are spinning, they're mixing... They're dropping like unreleased tracks, tracks that are not available on the streaming platforms. That's why I appreciate those Instagram lives, right? Like from like the legends that's doing it just like because they're DJ, like they're DJing a party. But this whole thing where like, uh, what do you call it? Showing off his catalog versus, uh, I'm like, I, 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 they lost me on that one. But the big one that everyone was looking forward to was Babyface versus, uh, was it Teddy Riley? Teddy Riley, man. And then uptown. Got, I saw a, a, a like a flyer, like a, a, a you know a graphic infographic saying it's been postponed. And I just said, like, well, did did something come up? Because I thought we were all at home. Why would it be postponed? And why do you have an answer for us? Yeah, Teddy Riley, and he came out and gave the statement. He said that he wanted to organize something where they could charge people to watch the battle. Um, and, and I say to that, I mean, um, and I address this to you because you're a New York City cat too, just, you know, just leave it to an uptown cat to overreach and get greedy and do too much. That's just, just it's the uptown way. Doing too much, bro. Way too much. <laughs> and a long Doing tradition. A long like tradition, bro. So everybody on the call is out on Instagram live battles. Oh, I've been out. I hate the platform. If they put it, if they did like a, just put it on YouTube, mm-hmm. I would be fine with it. I would watch it on YouTube. It's just a better way to do this. But on Instagram, it, like the comments, and I can't. I can't do As it. As a producer, the quality is also bad. Like just yeah, you can never hear not shit. good at all. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't never know why they thought that was ever a good idea anyway. 
Well, I mean, it is a good I mean, idea. It's, it's easy. It's a good idea if you do it right. You but can't yeah, do it through but, IG Live on your cell phone. But yeah, you you're, just getting, can't. you're getting booted as soon as you play like seven songs, bro. Like, was Swiss and Tim? I mean, was was it just Swiss and Tim were just ahead of it or whatever? Because their joint wasn't that bad. But this was this wasn't also new because they had revisited this before, and this just happened to be like a thing now. But what I'm also hearing is that people are doing virtual bun- brunches. Yeah, they they call each other on Zoom, and then everybody gets their booze, and then they they sit around in the booze. I've done that. Have you? Yeah, I've done the whole virtual happy hour thing. I mean, it's whatever. It's I it's had to do a virtual, virtual wedding, wedding reception. I mean, oh, it was, this this Saturday, like real talk, because the wedding reception was literally supposed to be out here um, on Saturday that just passed. They had to cancel the whole thing, but they still wanted to exchange vows and all of that. And so they invited a bunch of people that would have been guests. It's it's just, you know. <laughs> Desperate times. Man. Did you dress up or did you just wear Nah, there was people that dressed up though. My like, man was top. Had hey, my man tuxedos. had the Charles Barkley shit going with the dress shirt and the hoof shorts. Under. Yeah, yeah, factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was people that did that though. So you know, but I was the one. I was like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm not putting a suit on. Yeah, that's just. I mean, I'm gonna sit on the Zoom and drink wine with y'all and crack jokes and you know tell stories and whatever. But like, can't wait to have wine on Friday, man. Can't wait. Man, that's a working man. It's a working man talking. To, Trey, how how's the working life going, man? No, nah, it's not even about the working life, bro. I've been uh, sober for forty one days. Uh, I haven't been you on did social a sacrifice media. Sacrifice like Jesus, my boy. Yeah, for forty one days. I haven't been on social media for forty one days as well. Um, but work life is good. It's you know I'm just drinking hella hella water and being in the crib. Uh, I, I just purchased a bike. So that's pretty cool. Tell me it's not a Peloton. No, no, no. I'm talking about a real bike to go right outside. Oh, okay. All right. That's what's up, man. I, I thought about that. Then I saw the prices. I'm like. So you know what? You nah, know what's crazy? crazy. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I feel like everything that you ever considered to do, people are just upping the price on everything. You're like, ah, nigga, I want to go get a bike. $300. Bro, bikes Bro, cost as much as motorcycles. For real, I got three hundred. That's cheap. I see. Nah, some this bikes for two bikes. G's, my boy. Yeah, <laughs> but those are the, those are the road bikes. Those are the road bikes. I found a bike at Target for like one fifty. Oh, that's fire! Yeah, and that and that and that was bearable. And then I got a helmet because I I don't want to like crack. You my got skull. a helmet? I, I don't want to crack my skull, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't John Gervais. I can't <laughs> do that. I can't do that. I'm out here, bro. I can't. I do mean, that listen. Hit this guy. You can, hey, you could be cool. Trey, you my guy, dog. And I listen. I, yeah, I get. I, listen, I'm being cool. I guess you can be cool. I can't or you see can what fall. Hey, listen. You can be cool, or you can fall and hit your head on some freak shit. I, I just can't afford it. Yo, man. I, I, I like. I hear you. I just grew up in an era where you rode your bike, you fell off your bike. I mean, I did up. too. I, just I grew, grew up, up, I grew up in an yeah, era where like, they were shooting at you to take your bike. But still, I'm 35 years old, bro, and I ain't had my first child. So I want to be able. You, said, what? you have one of them, them sleek helmets. I got the helmet that LeBron was. I got the same helmet LeBron and them wore during the Miami Heat bike, bike ride uh, campaign. Target, ooh, Target got a mongoose. Yeah, Target does have mongooses. Does your does your helmet match your bike? Nah, it's all black helmet. My bike's red. It's a huffy. It's a, it's a huffy. It's a huffy, and I and I do tricks. Right, I see you on that bump this shit, shit again, again nah. bro. Hey, nah, hey, cause he trying to listen. He trying to disrespect me. That's that's a get. That'll get him the Jake. He get the Jake Shuttlesworth to DeAndre chopping the throat on. He got game. <laughs> nah, bro. Like I, I'm not trying to. Like, hey, I, 
Hey, I'm the nigga. Bro. I'm the nigga that's out there on the still skateboarding with the elbow pads and the in the in the um in the helmet on and still and still beat a nigga ass. That's real yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, by the way, speaking speaking of, uh, of Brompton, uh, I got a new show for us to watch. Okay. Have y'all, have y'all seen Dave on FX? I love Dave, bro. Yes. I love Dave. Dave. Nobody, yes. told me, nobody told me the show was that good. I'm sorry, yeah, Dave. I've been boycotting it. I, I just, I, I can't. Watch, it's good, man. Come Everybody on, keeps saying that it's great. Oh, man, hey, it's hilarious. Is, I'm going to tell you why. Because so he's, he's very self-aware. It's a self-aware show. Like, the, like the, I, I, there's, there's, without giving away too much, there's an episode where he's asked to perform at the funeral of a kid who died because the kid was a big fan of his. And he's like, oh, man, this is great. I'm finally getting some traction. And the, the parent of the kid is like, yeah, he loved you, you know, Macklemore. And you can see the look on little Dickie and he's like, damn. <laughs> like, like, damn, man, like, why I got to be lumped in with Macklemore? And then, you know, he goes to, like, a, a, a cheesesteak spot, and the guy behind the counter is like, oh, snap. Yo, you like a real rapper? I thought you was just like a joke. And little Dicky walk away like mad offended. Like, what's that supposed to mean? If Quavo walk up, he asked, oh, you like a real rapper for real or whatever. So it, it's very self-aware. And that, I appreciate that. And it's funny, man. Like, You know I, who's behind you. that, right? Who? Kevin Hart. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's the executive so, producer on it. Oh, well, Philly, then Philly stand up. I mean, they're sense. both from Philly, bro. So cool. uh, He's from Shelton, man. Look, look, here you go, hey. <laughs> Damn. That nigga's not claiming Lil Dicky. Lil Dicky nah, nice as fucking basketball, bro. That's, that's like when mans be saying Paul George is from L.A. and everybody be like, boy, he from Palmdale. Relax. Yeah, yeah we ain't, we ain't claiming. I don't give a fuck if Paul George was top three in the league. We still not claiming that nigga. Yo, Watch out. By the way, there's another conversation happening in the group chat. Can we not have this on air? Yeah, but which, what do you want to have on air? The... the 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 Dicky being the culture vulture? Yes. Oh no, nah, he's he made it clear from the from the start that he was only doing the rap shit to get a movie career started. And I he didn't actually give honesty. a fuck about the culture. He's he was making fun of rappers for a reason because he knew he could get people to think he was funny by doing. He was making fun of rap as a culture to get himself hot. So he got hot and known on the back of that shit. And I then re- you know, I respect the honesty. Has- I don't love rap that much. <laughs> Rather him do that than pretend to like actually want to yeah, maybe. And but he's connected, you know what I'm saying? Like he's really close to the Benny Blanco dude, who's like you know obviously filthy rich and f- super connected and all of that stuff. Like he's good, he's good money, but he's a white boy. It's just one of those things where you're like, man, you gotta be white to get over this way. Like no Negro oh, yeah. could ever. Yes. Like oh, for yeah. instance, I'm gonna give you the example of it. Um, Lil Nas X. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he puts out what they per- perceive to be bullshit, making fun of their culture, stereotypes, all of this shit. And they straight up said, we're not putting you on our charts. The fuck yeah. out. Straight up. And whatever, he ends up being successful and doing shit on his, in his own right. But that culture told him to go fuck himself because right. they thought they, that he was trying to play them. And we don't... A little di- we in, got, in hip-hop, it's just like that. We got a forgiving tone, but Do I will thing. say that this show is... I'm with the mean. This show is funny as fuck. Nah, everybody who's watched it, who I know, is enjoying it. The supporting so cast I, I is great. You. I want to bang his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Gator... Wow. It's funny because Gator is a nigga that I grew up with, kind of like I know a nigga just like Gator. That's just really weird. Everybody, everybody knows a nigga like. And Gator. I feel like I personally relate to Taco, like as his engineer. 
You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just the cool nigga that knows, like, white people, the hood niggas, and everybody. But, yeah, that that, that show is really funny. The only well, episode well, I didn't I, watch is the episode about his dick, like this specific well, one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm still on two episodes in, so I haven't figured that out. But, uh, Waz, I'm gonna tell you one thing though. Uh, you said, yeah, Little Nas X, you're absolutely right. And they said, you're not getting on our charts. You know what the difference is? We don't own our charts either. It's still their charts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Urban. That's still facts, their charts. Facts, facts, facts. It's big facts. It's big facts. Waz, right. you think he's, do you think he's good though, Waz? Like, as a rapper, you think he's cool? I've listened to him rap. He can spit 100%. I, I like the song no, Pillow Talk. That's just There's fire. no two ways about it, but it's it's you know it's a guy making fun of rap culture, like straight up, like he's he makes no bones about it. I don't I his, don't think I don't think I would ever listen to his music to be honest, other than to laugh. His sway in the morning freestyle. I'm afar, rapping in France. I never need an advance. I'm switching it up like I'm trans. Although I'm the Trojan man, I'm eating the pussy like cervical cancer. I know where I'm going, but shit, if my GPS died, I sleep in my sedan. I can't do the Schmurda dance. I, I get caught up looking awkward. Up. That's a word for you. Sometimes I'll catch it for a minute. OJ with it, y'all wonder how I did it. My mom hit me once, she lug it in Sue, but I'll stomp y'all out like in Dominican Sue. All the shoe brands wanted me to sign. I remember they thought I was Lonely Island. There will not be another like me. I could go viral if I put out a snippet. I'm sick like a coder, you really could get it. I'll always be playing just like I'm embedded. I got a leg up like Ottomans, though. And my television show is coming, but that is irrelevant. Right now, I'm rapping like presents get. How did I get here? I got big rapping like Diddy, I'm prevalent. Hold up, let me find a melody. All my fans are getting mad at me. They just want to hear me spazzing now, but I just had to put a couple smashes out. How is this shit a pop star? Rap name is a dick joke. How did he make it that far? Good pussy at the crib like a house cat. They're waiting on my buzz like the Outback. In and out with the bag like I make tea. When I do shopping sprees, eyebrows long like AD. Girls get wet like Navy. Pull up like I'm Stephen Shoe Cream. Players in the NBA text me. If I want a Diet Coke, someone brings me Diet Coke. All my live shows nuts, like I expose testicles. Hold up, wait, let me ad-lib my shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, look at my penmanship. I write this. I'm a Carl's Jr. model, for real. Just on the side like soccer moms. I could have sold you stocking bonds. Have it so fast like Ramadan, the Autobahn. The shaman running down the bomb from Carson's arm. I'm off the farm, I'm on the court. The Jumbotron is on the boy. They play my song, LeBron is nodding. Am I James Worthy? Look at my bars, I'm made up like Bernie. <laughs> oh, we having fun. Girls see me and start blushing just because I'm around. I used to always get a boner at my physical sway. If this is cultural appropriation, what can I say? What would you have me do? You know I gotta rap. But the times now are scary. Hold up, wait, take a step back, they think about the shit. Internet is a permanent place, this is gonna live forever. Uh, breathe, analyze, think about everything. I'm such an idiot, I used to cover R. Kelly songs that my shows without even knowing it was problematic. I feel the pressure, under more scrutiny. What I do, act more Jewishly. Come on, Sway, write my eulogy. Am I looking like I need to get a job or looking like I need a bodyguard? I play tennis with Leonardo. How y'all train on track like cargo? I go dumb, don't. Boy. He knew what he was doing when he Wait, went up there, though. What? Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 freestyle hey, is I mean, hey, Rob, don't ever do that. Uh, <laughs> that reaction, what? that reaction, uh, was, hey, that reaction is a lot, bro. Never, oh, it's yeah, fire. Like it was rock Rob, him. Go, yeah, bro, it was fire, dog. Oh, it was fire. Hey, Rob, I've never heard you comment on anybody's freestyle ever in the history of the show. <laughs> no, <laughs> you haven't brought it up. I mean, we should do that though. Hey, now you know that we how crazy that was? We should rank them. Was? He no, said, no, nobody, 
he act like he had an imaginary bucket and he threw that shit over his face. Like, nigga, that shit was nuts. Yeah, it, it was it was better than it was better than O'Malley's freestyle on Sway. We get it, man. Um, you never, you never ever like because you started with what do you think of him as a rapper? So you introduced that question and Rob, and Wad's like, oh, he can spit, and then you introduce oh his. A freestyle on such and such. You've never had that conversation on a single. And we rapper. talked about black thought. We talked about some. We talked about exactly thinking. I brought I brought the black thought freestyler. Yo, Rob is the biggest little dicky stand in America, bro. You just told on yourself, bro. This is false, everybody. Part he of said, this is false. Attention, little Yo, that's He's crazy. Right. I didn't even think nobody liked little Dicky like that. That's slander. I, 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 I got all this shit downloaded on his phone. Hey, that shit was crazy. Though. That meant my man Yo, little Dicky was on Rob's Spotify year end list. That hey, was his number one Waz, artist. On you, don't under, you don't understand, though. It was so frustrating for for him, like not for us to roll. He was like, "That shit was crazy." Like it was on Mars. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to like really factor in because I've heard I've heard a bunch of freestyles. Uh, dude, I'm it not, is. I'm not running that. It's back. crazy. That I'll that freestyle is crazy. I'll take I'll take Char- Childish Gambino shit over that. It's crazy. Do you like Childish was good? Did you like Meek Mill when he did Hot 97 with, yes. with Flex? Yes. That first one. Not in the that same. Not in the same tier. Not in the same tier. I got a resume. Do you guys not like that he was like joking and like talking through it and like not going like because I saw some people were talking about that like they were like yo stop with the fucking jokes just spit the bars bro. Nah, I, li- I like all of that man. You like like this is the thing, Rob. I don't have any problem with him, and I'll actually listen to a little Dicky song. But my thing is, is that I just don't want to hear him freestyle. I, I mean, I, and I've actually seen it. It wasn't crazy to me to because I'm just going off of Eminem. Got it twisted. I've heard like too much, too many sick ass freestyles for me to just be like, yo, that's <laughs> like, I, you know, Conway, Westside Gun. Like, I can go down the line of shit that I'm just really just getting chills off of, and I didn't feel it off of that one. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. We'll put a pin in that. We'll see if we want to. The group want to cover Dave, the TV show on FX. If y'all want to catch up on it, all the past episodes are on Hulu. The new episodes come out on Thursdays. Uh, Insecure comes back on Sunday, by the way. Woo-hoo. So we'll definitely start Insecure back up. So that Waz can anger all the black women on the internet once again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Black Trey, for Big Waz, John Gervais, for our guest, thanks again, Anthony Morrow and Rob Lopez, the biggest little dicky stand in the world. Uh, this has been Black Opinions Matter. Go check out Waz Eats. The last episode, man, is the one that compelled me to say, how can a man who doesn't wash his calves be so good at cooking? Waz Eats on YouTube and on Instagram as well. This has been Black Opinions Matter.